Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do what needs to be done. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be Hosanna. And I looked up the word Hosanna, and it means an expression of adoration, praise, or joy. Used to express a joyful moment or on an occasion. This is Palm Sunday. And one of the things that is going on now is that this is signifying Jesus Christ trying to enter into Jerusalem. And what is happening is now is that there's some significant events that are rising. And what is happening is now that people are going to really see and God is already understanding what is going on in these significant events. And we're going to talk about these things. We're going to be in Luke, the 19th chapter, and some of the things that is going on here. The triumph entry of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be starting at verse 28. But prior to that, you're going to find out that Jesus is at Zacchaeus' house. And then he tells them a parable about a ruler with money. And now it's going on to this triumph entry. And they said it was about 20 miles from Jericho to Jerusalem. And this is the triumph entry of Jesus. But one of the things that I'm going to tell you, along this journey, it was 20 miles. And a lot of times we don't understand that our salvation, our walk with Christ is a journey. And some of the things that you are on this journey, just like the disciples was going on with Jesus to this journey, but they didn't fully understand what was happening in life. Even in your Christian walk, even in the things that you're experiencing in your day-to-day -day life, you may be going down this journey, you may not understand or perceive what is happening in this life, but as you go on, you have to walk with Jesus. Even though the raw mouths and the differences and dispensations may be different in your life, or whatever it is that you're going on, a different avenues, the pathways that you're going through in your life, but you're going to have to learn to take this long road and in order to walk this thing out with Jesus. You're going to have to learn to take him with you, and you don't understand there's a pivotal place that is happening. you at the fork of a road. Huh? You need to decide, are you going to serve God on this same level, or are you going to serve him on a different level? Are you going to go down another pathway of righteousness, or are you going to stay down the pathway of foolery, or not understanding, or always walking in the place of ignorance in Christ Jesus. And that's one thing in knowing the word, but there's another thing in being a doer of the word. You're going to find out a whole lot of people are at the fuck of the road in their revelation or they travels down this thing with Jesus Christ. They got a revelation, but they have no fulfillment to walk this pathway out. Some people don't like to exercise. Some people don't like to, to do the extra things that it takes in order for you to stay fit in this race. It's not the one that runs the race the fastest. But it's the one that endures to the end. A lot of times people don't have that endured. And now they find themselves on the fork of the road. And they are questioning God. Why this is happening? Why is that happening? But yet they have a revelation. But yet they have no understanding. And they want to know why these things in life are happening. You 
need to understand something. What you're facing right now just didn't start last week. It started 20 or 30 years down the road in the making, and you're suffering the consequences of your bad decision. God is here to let you know this morning to tell you at another fork of the road. He's giving you another chance to get it right. He needs you to come in and evaluate yourself through the phone room of Jesus Christ and understanding what God is saying. You don't understand something. If you don't come to the throne room that you may obtain mercy and grace, you're going to continue to have just a word but never have no fulfillment of the promises that God has released in your life because you don't want to make the, back, the wrong decision. You don't want to make no decision. You're in between all of these things, but you're hot between two opinions. You need to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to follow Jesus all the way down the road, or are you just going to stay there with the donkey that's tied to the goat? You need to understand what God is saying. When the disciples went there, he said, go, you're going to find this and that, and it's going to be a coat tied to the side of the road. Tell the master, guess what? Jesus had need of him, and the man gave up something that was valuable to him, but you don't want to give up nothing that's valuable to you. You're trying to hold on to it because you're looking at the money. You're looking at what you think that you're going to lose, but either time and a time and a season, it's going to come that you're going to have to make some decision, or you're going to stay there stagnant. I'm caught between two opinions. And it was a long road. Let's go. But you're saying, Hosanna. You're praising them, you're joyful. But yet you're still stuck. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason, the main reason why you get stuck because you don't have faith to see it through. You keep looking for somebody else to give you something that only God can give you. But you're looking at man to make all the provisions for you in your life, but yet you never go to God for him to make the provisions. This is the hour and the time and the season for miracle working power. And God said, I gave you everything, but yet you have nothing. But yet we're saying, Hosanna. And it says, when he had said this, Luke 19 and 28, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And I told you it was about 20 miles. And you can imagine the conversations that Jesus and the disciples are having. And Jesus is finna face his final moments, but yet people around him have no idea what he's going through. One of the things that God told me as I was coming here today, Jesus suffered a lot in silence. And I'm learning to suffer a lot in silence for the gospel. A lot of things that you're stuck and hawk between two opinions and stuck in the middle of the road is because of the decisions you made. But once you make a decision to follow Jesus all the way, you're not going to be hawk between two opinions. It'll be easy because you're following what the word is saying by the spirit. Let's go down. Verse 30, go into the village opposite of you. Where you enter, you will find a coat tied on which no one has served, sat on. 
loose him and bring him to me. God said, go, you're going to find this. And it's going to be something that is never, it's not worn out. It's, it's not nothing that has been um, worked down and anything else. It's not been in the fields doing anything. Carrying no backpack, carrying no luggage, carrying no trailer, no nothing. It says, and if anyone asks you, what are you, look, it says, loosening him. Thus, you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of him. Some of you don't even want God to loose you from things. You're still tied up, but yet you're on the road to salvation. But yet, there's still something that's got you bound. There's somebody got you in a situation that you don't can't know how to quite get out of. But God has sent the help in the midst of this road that you're traveling down. But yet you don't want God to really loose you. You don't want him to bless you. You don't want him to do what he said he was going to do. You're looking for God to do it the way that he wants to do it. I mean, you want to do it, but that's not the way that God wants to do it. He wants to give you something that nobody ever, has ever touched. But isn't it strange that in our flesh we always want what somebody else has? We always want to touch or covenant somebody else. So those who were sent departed and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosening the coat, the owner of it said to them, why are you loosening the coat? And they said, the Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus and they threw their own garments on the coat and they set Jesus on it. They sitting him up in a high place to be esteemed. And they're grasping for whatever it is that they have around them. But you're so busy trying to do this and that. But God just want whatever you got around you to help dress up him as he rides before you in your life. But now we're trying to Go out and do this, go out and do this. A lot of the gifts and stuff that you have is already inside of you. But you're trying to run and go to school for this and go to school for that. And I'm not having, I don't have no problem with music, musical schools or anything else. But God wants you to use whatever's around you because you're traveling down this road. Sometimes you may not have the financial gain that you need, but God says, I'm going to use whatever it is that you have around you. And it's going to bring me glory. But you got to sit me up in a high place. Listen to all of this. But some of you don't even know that you're hawked between two opinions. You don't know what to do, this and that. And you've been in this thing for a while, but yet, why is the decisions becoming more difficult and harder and harder up and down the road as you go? And you want to know why there are so many things that's happening in your life? Because you're not in the right place. But God is here to visit you today to let you know you got to make some decisions that is best that God is telling you to make. That's best for the situation at the moment. But you're trying to make the best decision that's going to fit you and your family. Or you and your loved one. I don't care what you do. You would never be able to please man. 
I said that 25,000 times, and some of you are going to go out here with the same mentality, and that's why your family is going to be your greatest obstacle. One thing about it is, you can't raise nobody when you had 30 years to do it, 15 years to do it. At a certain age, it is set, and there's nothing you can do unless God changes it. But we'll spend our whole lives trying to raise somebody that's already grown. And it's not necessarily an age. It's, I'm talking about in spiritual. Because now you got children that's three years old got an adult spirit. Then you got adults that's 30 years old got a 14-year-old spirit. But you're at the fork of the road and you're going to have to make some decisions. It's hard because you don't want to let go of you. But God is saying he already has need of you. Just bring me whatever you have. And I will use that. And a lot of times we think it because it has to be something brand new. It has to be this. God wants something that you already labored over. You ever given somebody something that's valuable? It's not so much that it, that it was expensive. It was the fact that you treasured it and that you really loved it. It was already something you had. You don't value old stuff like you do new stuff. Because it hasn't been with you that long. And a lot of times God is looking for things that you really value for on the inside or in something that, that you really cherish the most. Give up something old that God can release something that in your life that you need and something that, that is really going to benefit you. I'm going to tell you something. Something that's old and been tried by fire is more valuable than something that's new that hasn't even been worn or haven't even been broken into. That means it's got to be conditioned. But God said, give me something that you have already conditioned. God said, I already know. I know who you are. I know your personality. I know who this is. Give me those dirty things. Give me those old things in your life that I can come in and fix it and change it because those are the things that are valuable to me. But you're sitting there trying to dress with your life up. You're trying to dress this up and dress that up. But God says, I'm looking for something that you done told over, something that you have worn, something that you have seen in your life that only that I know and you know. But I'm looking for you to give it to me. A lot of times we don't want to give God the dirty rag, but God says, I want the dirty rags. I want the garment that I to lay it over the coat. There was something new in your life that I can birth something new that you desire. Nothing that's going to bring beneficial not only for you but for your life and your generations to come. But we don't want to give God what he wants. But that's why you're at the fork of the road. But yet we're always seeking for revelation. Always something new. I want something new, something greater, something that's going to get me to closer to God. But yet God says you can do all of that. You can run to the north. You can run to the east. But God says I'm looking for the old things. He said they've been with you so long until it's coming to a place that you got to release them. And a lot of times when you start releasing old things in your life, God will start bringing the new things that he wants you to have instead of you going out to the mesas and wherever else you're going to get it that has no value. But when God gives you a blessing, when God releases something in your life, it has value. Let God bring in a new thing. Let God choose the pathway where you need to walk down and drive down now in your life of salvation. Whatever it is that God's got it, you can't get it outside of God. Anything that you get and get and do whatever you're going to do with it, it's not going to bring value because it's not going to bring glory to God. Because God has not ordained it to be so in this time and season of your life. And a lot of times we are fighting against and kicking against the prick because we don't like what God is doing. We don't like what God is saying. But yet God is telling you, you at the fork of the road, not some things you got to turn over to me. Some of the old sins some of the old discretions, or some of the old things that you seem to be fighting and wrestling with, and it seemed like that demon just 
don't want to let you go in the midnight hour. You've got to get into a place that you surrender all that God can take you down a new pathway. You want God to prepare you for ministry. You want God to move. But God says, I'm waiting for you to make a true decision. You hawk between two opinions. And when you put something in God's hand, he knows how to make old things new. But you can wash that dirty laundry, you can go get deliverance 25,000 times, but you still walk up and get up with the same demon. But once you truly make a decision in your heart, everything, a lot of the things that you're fighting with, a lot of the things that you're dealing with, it's because you have not truly given God a yes in your heart. We're talking about Hosanna. We're talking about why you can't give him the true praise. We're talking about you walking down this pathway of salvation and you're still halting between two opinions. You're still stuck there. You're still stuck in the middle. Don't even know which way to do. Don't even know the voice of God, but yet God is speaking. But yet instead of you trying to give God something new and give God something that you desire and everything else in your life, you don't want to give him that. You want to give him something else that doesn't even matter and you don't understand that you're halting the, the decision that you have to make because of your will is overpowering what the spirit of Christ is saying in your life. But keep trying to give God something new. Keep trying to give him this and this and that. And you are letting the world dictate to you what you should give to God because of whatever else is going on. But society is always going to influence you the opposite direction of what God is saying. This world is never going to give God the true praise and worship because if it's not drowned by um, divine and, and given by God, you're not going to be able to do it. You need to understand this. Some things are divinely given and divinely bestowed upon you by the things of God. And a lot of times the world cannot give you something because the world, all they have is things that are, are, are corrupt. And But yet you, when you come down to the things of God, you're trying to give him what the word is giving you to give to God. But God does not want that. God wants something that's already on the inside, something that's already that's been prepared for you. God has given you something that's already there. But yet you're trying to do something else in your own strength and in your own way. But it's not going to work. Hosanna. Let's go down. Thirty-five. Then they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own garments on the coat, and they sat on Jesus on him. And as he went, they it says spread their garments on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near the um, descent of the Mount of Olives. The whole multitude of the disciples, it says, begin to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the multitude works they had seen. What has happened, they had just seen Lazarus raised from the dead. They had heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and all of these things going on. But I want to talk to you about something that's about fake worship. The church has not come into a true place of Jesus Christ that they can give him pure worship. Let's go on. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise, it says, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the, from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Disciples. 
Oh, you're going to find out the same people that's persecuting him, they followed him. And God is going to do something interesting. They done laid out their clothes, spread the clothes on the donkey. But yet God is saying, because he's going to do something, he's not going to be weeping for joy. He's sad about something. We're talking about Hosanna. You could be at the height of your game and still be sad because you know your enemies around you waiting to put you to death. Sometimes being a prophet is sad because God sees the truth deep down in the hearts of the people when the people don't even think that it's there or they know it's there, they're trying to fake it. We're still talking about walking down this pathway of salvation. Are you giving him true praise? Are you giving him true worship? What is hindering you from praising him? In the fullness. What did you do last night? What did you do last week? But when you come into the house of God, it's like something just stopped you from praising him. Let's read. Verse 40, Luke 19 and 40. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. He's making a prophetic statement. He's speaking of his power. Isn't it strange that God would still make you praise him even though he knows what is corrupt in your heart? Because he said, if the people don't praise me, I turn every stone up here in, in Jerusalem upside down. And I want to read you another translation. Good news translation said, Jesus answered, I tell you that if they keep silent, the stones themselves will start shouting. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of Jesus manifesting. And because we got that pharisaical type of spirit, we don't even understand it because we're so busy trying to find a way around God. Trying to find fault in everything that he's doing or allowing in our lives. Half the church is mad at him. But it's easy to be mad at somebody else instead of yourself. Why, why, why he didn't do this? Why you didn't do what he called you to do? The whole time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were always trying to find a way to get him out of the way. 
But you don't see yourself like that when you come into a place of disobedience. You don't see yourself like that when you come into the place that you don't give God the full praise and honor in your life. When you don't stop giving God the full praise and honor in your life, things start happening that shouldn't happen. But you don't understand why God has you down this pathway. Sometimes God allows you to go down a dark pathway in your life in order for you to wake up and see what's really going on so you can turn on your own recordness and turn around and go back down the right pathway. But a lot of times, we, because we're so stubborn and hell-bound on doing it our way, God continues to let you walk out. But you're going to get into a place in your life, if you don't turn around, that God will just let you totally walk away from him. Because he said that, that you, you're not, you, you're coming to a place that you're not even worthy of his presence. You're not even worthy of this. And this is what is going to happen at the end time, because God's going to turn him over to a reprobate mind. He's going to let you worship and do whatever you want. But because you've been in a place so long in God, you don't even understand what it really is like being in his presence. You could be in the presence of God and still be blind, naked, and ignorant. Revelation 3, 17 tells you that, talking about the church of Lord to go see you. You need to understand that they were the lukewarm church and you want to know why you are in this place, why these things are not happening in your life. You got to understand something. Are you in that part of that church of Lord of Garcia where everything is that God says that you got all of this, you got the riches, you got all of this, but yet you have no need of him. Money is not the answer to everything and some of you are going to go down in heaven in hell trying to get that money. You're going to go up and do everything it takes to get it, but yet instead of you seeking out and letting God make the pathway easier, you're going to spend your whole life trying to prove who you are to yourself and you think it's going to matter to everybody else. It is not. Because you don't walk down your own way. And I'm in the house. Lukewarm. Go to Revelations 3. But you're still saying Hosanna. You're still persecuting your Messiah. Church, to the angel of the church a lot of Garcia, right these things says the amen the father the faithful and the true witness the beginning of creation of God I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot and I'm in Revelations 3 and 14 and 15 chapter it says, I could wish you were cold or hot. We're still talking about you walking down this pathway and you're still being lukewarm because you have not really made a decision to really give God your life. That's why you're still in this whirlwind of struggle. That's why you're trying to go out and buy something to God. But he owns a cat on a thousand hills, but he just wants the old things. He's just looking for you to spread your garments on the coat, something that's never been touched before. Let him sit on your situation. Let him lay on these things. Because we go to Jesus Christ and he makes intercessions for us. But yet you at the fork of the road. You know you need to be loose and set free from something because you've been bound like the woman with the issue of blood. Of the man that was bound with demons.
in a cemetery. Verse 16. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth because you say I am rich, have, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Isn't that what you are when you're in your situation? You're already exposed. You're miserable. That's why rich people are miserable. That's why people that's not really serving God and they lukewarm, that's why they're always in a miserable state. They put on a fake smile, but yet on the inside, there's no peace. The only true joy you will have is when you are in the fullness of Jesus Christ. Outside of Jesus, there is no pure joy. And the Bible says, whatever state you find yourself in to be content, while you're always searching. You're, you're always desiring, but you're, you're never satisfied. You don't even realize that you're at the fork of the road. And you have to make some decisions. But instead of making the decisions, you'll stay there. While others pass you by. But yet you're always on the sideline looking at sin what others are doing and desiring, and then you walk into a place of jealousy, but yet you have not prepared yourself like the next person. One of the things that I noticed, my mama Faith got stronger when she got sick. They have a, a mentality that's totally different. I saw her transform her relationship with God and her suffering. But yet you don't have a sickness in your body, but yet you struggle to serve the true and living God. We're in an hour now that so many people are going to turn away from the faith, but yet they're going to still be in fake worship. And they don't even understand that they're under the strong delusion. Let's go back to Luke 19. And 41. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and weeped over it. Now these people are shouting. They're praising his name, but yet he's sorrowful. If you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, the things that, it says, make for your peace, but now they are, it says, hidden from your eyes. I want to talk to you what this stood out to me when I was reading my concordance this morning. It says, Jesus weeping over the city of Jerusalem. Jesus should have been happy. But it revealed that Jesus knew the truth. It says, superficially of the people's heart. And his mood was, it says, gaudy as he rode into the city. And I want to tell you something right here. It says, superficial. It says, as to the outward appearance only, on the surface, not thoroughly or deeply, at or on the surface of, of the skin. He should have been giddy. He should have been excited. They're praising and worshiping, but yet he saw the truth. And a lot of things, people in this hour think that Jesus don't see the truth in you. 
and he just went on through the motions. And he suffered a lot in silence. And it said the same crowd would soon cry for his death. They're praising and they worship him. Hosanna, Hosanna. They're throwing their palm leaves down. They're throwing their clothes down. But yet, he is the saddest point of his life. Not so much his death because the people were being fake with him. Superficial. In his presence. Now listen to what he's saying. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side. This is when Titus seized Jerusalem in 70 AD. They paid for making the wrong decision. Some of you thinking you jumping and shouting down this road, you're going to pay for making the wrong decisions. The blood of Jesus don't cover everything. And we have used the blood of Jesus and God forgive me and it's fake and it's not really coming into a place of repentance because the church is not real anymore. It is superficially, it's superficial and it's not in a place that you are really giving God your heart. You're only going through the motions. You're just throwing something at it because you think that you don't have need of God. There's nothing. You don't understand that God is looking at all your motives. He's looking at everything that you're doing and you, the bad, sad thing about it is you don't think that you're doing anything new. You think, oh no, this doesn't. This was done way before you can and I was even born. And the church is still the way it is years, thousands of years ago, the way it is now. But you all don't even have no fear, no understanding, or even no revelation of really why these things are happening in the earth realm today. Because of what is going on. It's because of the people have stepped away more and more away from God. But yet, that's one of the things I tell you about. The more the church steps away from the true foundation of Jesus Christ, the more evil that's going to be in the world. The righteous holds things back. The wicked cause things to come forth. And you don't even understand this. And that's why you're coming into a place. You can do whatever you want to do. But if you never give God your heart and never give God your true soul and really serve him and say Hosanna in a, truth, in a, a truthful place in your life, you're just going through the motions. And a lot of times you don't even understand that you're just going through the motions. You're just coming in here because there's something to do. But yet you got to come into a place that you got need of God and God has need of you. And there's meaning, there's purpose in your life. And it's bigger than just you. It's bigger than just your family. What is God telling you to do? What is God telling you to do at this moment? Who are you witnessing to? Who are you spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ to? And you don't even understand that we're operating in a place that is not where God wants us to be. But yet you're saying, well, I'm doing all that I can. You are not the whole church. He's looking at the body. There's many members and parts of it. But as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, God keeps his word with you. And these things were hidden from them. And the peace that they could have had did not come. Because if they would have received him, that would have ushered in the kingdom of God. I want to go here.
Just follow me for a minute. And I want you to see this and understand this. A lot of times we don't understand the meaning why God is doing certain things in our lives or why some things are not lining up because we're not in that place that we can receive God. I can't find it, but it's in Mark, Matthew or Mark. And, and what is happening is Jesus is talking to them and they thinking that the kingdom of, they're thinking that the kingdom of God is going to happen right now. But it couldn't happen right now because Jesus knew that the people's heart was not prepared for it. And a lot of times we're thinking that it's going to happen right now in our lives, that, that God is just going to do it right now. But a lot of times God just doesn't do it right now in our lives because he knows that we are not ready yet. And we haven't come into that place of understanding about where we really are and where we really sit at in Jesus Christ. But we're so busy going through the motions. But you're going to have to get into a place that you stop going through the motions and get into a place that you really see and understand what God is saying in your life. And I'm going to say this before I close out. One of the things when God was speaking to me this morning and I told God, I said, I'm learning also to to. I'm also learning to suffer in silence for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said, the more you try to tell people, the worse the things get. Because people only want to see what they want and they only have one thing in mind. They were selfish and about themselves then and they're selfish and they're only considering themselves now. But we have to get into a place that you truly see what God is saying. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name. I pray, amen.